Watching podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by Ian Bruce and Marcus Hurley. So yeah, me and Marcus went to see the Predator, um, the new Predator movie, written by and directed by Shane Black, and I think it was also written by one of the guys who wrote the original as well. Really? So okay, yeah. So um, I I haven't seen it, but if you want to spoil spoil away, I I'm probably not going to see. Not going to. Sp- not going to spoil I, it. Okay. Um, this basically, uh, so the setup with this one is um, Boyd Holbrook, who you might remember yep. from Narcos, and uh, uh, he, Logan as well. Yes, mm. uh, yeah, he was one of the bad guys yeah. in that. Uh, so he is a uh, soldier who encounters the Predator uh, when it crashes to Earth, and uh, he basically makes off with some of its tech, sends it to his estranged wife and son to hide it whilst getting psych evaluated at by the army right yeah. so he basically ends up in with a load of lunatics meanwhile we've got uh olivia munn's character who's like a bit obsessed with space she's like a bit of a science bod and uh she gets called up by uh sterling k brown's character and they have captured an actual live specimen uh, and she gets to go and have a look at it. Okay. Um, so it's got a really bonkers cast. Uh, Michael Keane. Thomas James. Key, whatever, Key, Michael Keane. Yeah, Michael. he's he's good. I like him. He's yeah. good in it. Uh, yeah, Thomas Jane uh, is playing a character with Tourette's. Yeah. <laughs> um, which 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 should be funnier than it is, to be honest. Jacob Tremblay, who's been in lots of things, plays uh, Boyd's son. Uh, who's uh, autistic, and I know some people have taken exception with the way he's depicted. Um, it, I don't know, it seemed fair enough to me, but he's like a boy genius. So yeah, obviously, the uh, the um, this is all first act stuff. Yeah, but, but the problem isn't the problem with autism is that there's a whole spectrum. So people taking offence, well, some people are just slightly socially awkward. Some people are massively socially yeah. awkward, and you get high functioning. Yeah, there well, is a broad. So. You can't be. Oh, that's not an accurate depiction of autism. Really? That's why they call it a spectrum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I know. I, I just think some people have found it a bit clunky or just a bit. It is about strokes. a space alien that shoots lasers from his shoulder. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, basically, yeah. So, uh, J- Jacob Tremblay's character, he obviously finds the box, gets involved with the gear, and, like, goes off. Dressed as, dressed as the Predator for Halloween. Anyway, that's kind of getting into the second act, so I won't spoil anymore. Um, but yeah, uh, there were, I, I watched this, and I actually had quite a good time. Uh, I, 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 you know, I, I, I do like the whole aesthetic of the Predator. It was plenty gruesome. At the time, I, I think I must have missed the fact that it was a 15, because I was just like, <laughs> holy fuckballs. I did properly... see you were quite shocked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yeah, first like, major was, violent I, act happened. You were like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there's no doubt about it. You know, he, they are like, there's lots of dismemberment uh, all over the place right from the beginning. Um, and yeah, they. I feel like Shane Black's definitely gone for a kind of throwback sort of feel. The uh, the the soundtrack to the original movie is front and center, yeah. isn't it? And I remarked yeah. to you, didn't I, Mark? Because I was like, "Oh, they really are going for like an old yeah. school vibe here." But I've I've sort of read like or li- listened to on podcasts since that um, they had some real bad problems with the film, uh, like when it got to the editing room. And what we've seen is a shadow of what they were trying to do. Oh, really? Uh, they cut it. Yeah. yeah, wasn't it? That explains it was, a lot. It felt There's it a felt lot. like they went for a a roller coaster ride, and I I, yeah. I really enjoyed the film. But I felt from what I initially heard, what they wanted it to be like, they wanted it to be really like a spiritual successor to the first film. It yeah. felt a bit like that at the start and the way that the feeling was. But it felt like all of the cheesier lines and stuff were in there, and it kind of felt just I wouldn't, don't want to say AVP level. AVP one maybe, 
um, that kind of enjoyable it's throwaway. Still better than both of those, if you ask me. Yeah, okay. yeah, definitely. But it's yeah, but it still felt a bit more like a roller coaster ride than a holy shit. Um, this is the thing. There's a character death in it that I totally missed, and I'm not the only one. Uh, I won't say who, but it's done so quickly that it's unless you're really paying attention, you don't even see it happen. And then, and then you, you know, he just doesn't turn up for the rest of the film, and you're like, oh, where did he go? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's it's a bit odd. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It, the, I think the kind of gimmick is that yeah, that it's like just a total sort of throwback, and it's like Predator in your basement, sort of, because it's it's like an urban setting, like so. Yeah. You're, um, yeah, he's like in the suburbs, which is kind of odd. But it gives it kind of a bit of a like uh, Goonies sort of ET sort of vibe to it, um, which I quite appreciated. Hmm. And there were there are plenty of laughs and plenty of gross moments. And yeah, the ending, the epilogue at the end, apparently is as odd as it is. And I won't say what it is and what happens, but originally Arnie was supposed to turn up in this. Okay. And, he, and he'd turn it down because the role wasn't big enough. But the idea was that he was going to show up at the end and, as Dutch and go like, I need you for this mission. Okay. You know, going to take the fight to them or something. Yeah. And that's, that's what they were going for. Okay. They really wanted to kind of tick all the boxes like to the original. Yeah. And I think, it's, I think it's still probably better than that uh, Predators, the last one, which I think was a bit cack as well. It's a good idea, though. It was just, um, it wasn't, I didn't think it was very well done. It was just a bit of a rehash, I think, uh, but yeah. with more predators. Like, and it, it, I don't know. It was again. It was kind of an interesting cast, wasn't it? Adrian Brody, I think. Oh, it had um, Coggins, Goggins, Gonins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it had a weird cast. Yeah, it was. It was I, good. I, it was, yeah, it was okay. <clears throat> I, I mean, I just feel like if Shane Black can't get this right. Hmm. or you know has failed at doing I, I this think, I think, who, who, who is left to try I and think the problem is we've seen so much of the Predator yeah let's and the only thing now new. is to try and change it but then it feels weird because you don't want it to go the route <clears throat> that they've done with yeah. Alien because we've seen it so much we've yeah. seen, yeah, we know it's got acid blood it's... the extended tendril claws the tail we've seen pretty much most of the things the Alien's got to offer so now they're just messing with the law and everything else. And I, you kind of don't really want the Predator to fall down that rabbit hole. Cause there, there were moments in it where um, like they actually translate what the Predator is saying. Yeah. Like to try and obviously d- deliver plot. Didn't they do that um, in ADP as well? Oh, they might have. Which remind, yeah, this is what it reminded ago. me of. But... Um, yeah, no, I quite I, enjoyed I, the I first was, AVP though. I thought the, the concept of it was quite fun. Yeah, um, the time with the other ones, the, what, what the it led on to was was yeah. shit. But yeah, but yeah. All right, well that's the Predator. Uh, it's I wouldn't rush to see it at the cinema, okay. but if it turns up on mm. Netflix, probably worth a look. All right, just for I will save it. Speaking of times, another yeah. film I saw, which I wouldn't rush to go and watch, was on um, Google Play. Uh, Pacific Rim Uprising. Oh right! I didn't Watching watch it in the so cinema because I didn't want yeah. to. Yeah, um, I would say a bit more kind of. It's like John Boyega doing a weird streetwise kid going in doing this, but then suddenly becoming military guy, but also a little bit wise cracking. It reminded me of you know you know like, um, a New York kid in King Arthur's court. That sort of feeling <laughs> to the movie, Jesus. right? Um, it felt a bit like this is obviously silly. We watched it whilst having dinner, and we didn't feel as though we missed anything. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I mean, as soon as I found out that Guillermo del Toro was not directing it, I yeah. was arm's length with it because I feel like it takes an incredibly skilled director to walk that line. Yeah, for me, I love the first Pacific. Yeah, I, I thought the first one was a lot of fun. I still it had a it. similar vibe to me to Starship Troopers, hmm. where you know it was done in a way that was. Uh, ridiculous it was aware and farcical, of what, it was aware of what it was, and, yeah. you know, and and, and 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 had enough cool world building going on yeah. to keep me interested and to make it even really enjoyable, you know. Yeah. I, I think those two films, Pacific, Starship Troopers and Pacific Rim, are definitely yeah. of a piece. This this and, felt um, like a yeah straight this, to DVD sequel. Yeah, um, 
yeah, almost like Starship Troopers two or something like that. You know, the, Cloverfield the, paradox. I don't know because at least that tried to be clever. This literally, you kind of think, oh, the kaiju's are gone. The rift is closed. Why are there Jaegers still walking around? And you realise quickly, realise they've still got them walking around. They're still training people, and then suddenly it all goes a bit crazy. And it's I don't give a shit about spoiling the plot, guys. Don't bother watching it. The one that do what if you yeah, even gonna, remember the first it. film, they basically drift with one of the minds of the kaiju. They link up to it in order to discover its plans and find out where the rift is to mm, close okay. it and kill it. He's now the bad guy because he's still part hive mind linked. And I'm just thinking that feels like Ugh. such a cop out. They took a kind Jeez. of crazy character, and I was just like, "Is this where this is going?" When you find that out, you're like, "Oh, so this is where it's going." I'd rather just have mindless monsters find a way to reopen a rift, and they punch him in the face with giant robots. Just give me that. That's all I want. John Boyega, like you know, doing a Will Smith. Welcome to Earth. Smack. <laughs> That's all yeah. I wanted, and they fucked that up. Yeah. So yeah, it's not worth it. I don't know. I'd give it two out of five stars. Okay, won't be watching that then. Uh Ian, you've been watching some stuff on Amazon, right? Uh I have. occupants <clears throat> or something? Yes. Um so I don't really remember how I found this. I think there's a YouTuber that I followed and or a Twitch streamer and uh, I ended up with this Twitch streamer and YouTuber called Brianna White. Uh, who's doing walkthroughs of God of War, and uh, she's done some Spidey stuff. And it's really, it's not shouty, it's just kind of relaxed and friendly. Um, and uh, she's an actor, or actress, depending on... Hmm. Uh, and she was in a movie a few years, just a couple of years ago, I think, really, called Occupants, which is basically a double header, it, and it's like uh, a, a good-length episode of uh, Twilight Zone or The Outer Limits. Um, I don't really know how to describe it without spoiling it, but I will give it a go. Uh, A couple are doing some kind of home research for a tech company. uh, And they are... So they've got cameras set up in a number of rooms in the house. I think it's only two rooms, the lounge and the kitchen, maybe. And they're the sets for the entire movie. Right, well... Um, However... And this is the bit I can't really say. Stuff happens. <laughs> um, it's a difficult one to pitch. I don't. I, it's uh, it's a difficult one. It reminds me of uh, cubes. It's not cube, but uh, kind of like primer or that kind of thing where it's just a bit. Oh, what? Um, and it's it's great performances from them. That's why I really liked it actually, uh, and. It's you know it's on Amazon Prime, so you can watch it for for your Prime subscription money only. Um, and if you kind of like, I you know it was a couple of years ago. <clears throat> I don't know where it was released really, um, but it, it's it's okay actually. It's okay. Um, it reminds me of stuff like The Invitation. I don't know if you've seen that. That's a I have. It's really a fucking terrifying film. That is. Um, I've got a good segue there. And also Coherence. I don't know if you've, if you've seen Coherence, the time-distorting movie. I, I have not. That is a great movie. That is just... That will blow your head with what the fuckery that will. So it, remind me, it reminded me of that. It's, it, it's, uh, I'm glad I put the whatever it is, 97 minutes into watching. Yeah, uh, The Invitation, that stars... Um, oh, the, I'm trying to find the... The guy I can never remember his name. No, but a lot of people call him, like, who you get if you can't afford Tom Hardy. Well, that's a bit harsh. L- Logan... No, I, I... I, Yeah, I know. It's it's very... It's, it's uh, yeah, a very reductive way yeah. of saying he's a really good actor. Um, yeah, he's uh, called um, Logan Marshall Green, and he was in uh, uh, some really good stuff. Uh, he was in um, Quarry TV show yep. from the Banshee guys. Yeah. That was really good. And uh, recently... More relevantly, for the reason I bring him up, uh, he is the star of a film called Upgrade, uh, which oh, yes. is a Blumhouse film uh, that I wanted to mention. Uh, it's just come out in the cinema over here, was out a little while ago in the States. Um, his character, basically, him and his wife have a car accident. Um, 
he's done some work before. He's he works on cars, I think, and he does he he uh, basically he works with this guy who's like a bit of a weird nerd, and uh, he's come up with some kind of mega chip that can he reckons will like be able to restore his body functions because he's paralyzed after this right. crash. Um, so all of a sudden he starts to go a bit fucking RoboCop on everyone. Hmm. And, uh, it's got some re- it's a, a very low budget film, but it's, uh, I think Marcus and John both recommended yeah. this to me. Uh, and it's got like, there's like some really, they really make u- good use of what they've got. Like they'll do like bits where he'll just like basically grab some guy and like push him 90 degrees into the floor the whole camera will like tip round uh, nice. to give it like okay. a ma- yeah. Ma- yeah. maximum impact. Um, so yeah, the way, it's quite... the way they shot some of those fight sequences, though, it's like his body is doing all of this stuff, but it, it genuinely looks like his body is running on autopilot, but yeah, his head is just along for the ride. He's I like, don't sorry, know. I'm yeah. just going to crush your head. Now. I just don't know how the they sons, do it because it's he, like, is his head kind of rotated onto his body? Onto somebody else's body, or is he? Does it look like he's actually doing the stunts? No, it looks like it's him. That's the thing. Nice. It's just okay. the way yeah. he's acting. It's seamless, but it genuinely looks like he has something taking control of his motor functions and actually doing it. Yeah, cool. I mean, um, it's not. It's not the Matrix, no. but you know, it, it, I, it's I, quite effective for I, what for what it does. It's a very simple film, and also. Like, there's, there's outside shots, you know, it's not all just, like, shot indoors in studio or whatever. Yeah. Like, there's some there's some good, like, car chase sort of sequences as yeah. well. Like, it's quite it's quite good what, they, how, what they've managed to do there. It's, it's a weird mix between sort of, like, um, Ex Machina, that sort of feel when it's indoors. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to say Blade Runner, but the cars are a little bit like that, possibly more... Um, Demolition Man stroke Minority Report right. that sort of feel yep. but then there are normal cars as well so it's more about the self-drive cars because you do notice a lot of regular cars on the road as well yeah. but you're not quite sure whether they've been souped up so there's a weird sort of feel in the way that the police are as well It's you could tell it's in the future a bit but it doesn't go too bonkers okay um, oh yeah but yeah, yeah it's di- god it's good it's directed by Lee One L, who's like one of the other guys who did Saw. Mm. Uh, James Wan went off and did lots of other films that I could probably segue to in a minute. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Lee One L. Meanwhile has had slightly less eventful career, but um, he did a podcast about Upgrade um, on. Uh, he did it the Empire podcast. He was on there. They did like a little spot special about this, and he is a funny fucker. Seriously, like that's well worth a listen. Okay. Um, yeah, he's done some stuff with the Insidious franchise, um, and yeah, some other fairly low key stuff. But yeah, he's, he this is really nicely put together movie. I'd, I'd really okay. recommend it. So, sorry, I, f- I forgot to mention. Uh, there's actually three people in occupants. Uh, oh, okay. Well, sorry. The other guy is Robert Picardo. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I know. He's kind of like a guy, a man on the TV who. Uh, acts as a counsellor to the couple. Yeah, so, wasn't he the doctor in Voyager as he well? He was the doctor in Voyager. Yeah, he was. It yeah. is bizarre to see him in this. Not that he shouldn't be there. He actually should. should he be was there. also the cowboy in Inner Space. <laughs> Holy shit! An old eighties film. Wow. Yeah, I know Inner Space. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Um, oh, I found it. It says it's subtitles. What is? Uh, occupants. Oh, it isn't. Is it? Oh, it said. Oh, maybe it's just our subtitles. <laughs> Never no, it's, mind. It's, Ameri- it's it's fully American. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, I've just seen it. I've just found it on there. Yeah, I, th- I mean, cool. there's other people in there, but it's it's mainly just the two of them. So cool. All right. Um, Any others? Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a few. A uh, couple of horror films. I just mentioned uh, James Wan, who created The Conjuring. Uh, there's the spin-off, The Nun, uh, mm. me and Marcus also went to see, um, and that's quite yeah, fun. It's very, um, this one's directed by the chap who did, um, oh God damn it. It's Corin Hardy, I think is his name. Yeah. Corin Hardy, who was responsible for a movie that I quite enjoyed a little while back called The Halo, 
which was all about like weird sort of wood sprites kind of coming out of the wood <laughs> in the house. But yeah, he, he's an Irish uh, director and basically uh, he he's really gone for like a proper hammer horror style with this, the nun. They, they, they shot it in Transylvania. There are more crosses in this film than I have ever seen ever. Um, and there's lots of uh, very old school, cheap, but kind of like, well done. Yeah. yeah. You got me again. Kind of jump scares, like lots of like, tracking shots where someone's looking around and the camera keeps following yeah. them and then they, like, they make eventually it, there's someone behind you yeah. or something they, yeah. they, they yeah, get yeah. you because they make the shot last just a bit longer than it would normally right. so yeah. you know something's coming and just when you're you know because you've if you've watched a few horror films you think any minute now it's gonna oh it's not and then suddenly you're yeah. on that edge for that little bit longer you. then it gets you yeah yeah um there's some other things I like about this film. Yeah, there's the, the bits where, like, you can just about make something out in the darkness there and you're mm. just going to look a little bit closer and, oh, fucking hell, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but they, um, the, the thing that I found a little frustrating is that, um, that I sort of, I don't know why, I just sort of expected this to be, like, a bit of an origin story. Yes, yes. But the thing, I'm glad but the you thing said is, that. But the thing is, yeah, there's, there is no origin story because... The thing is, the nun is nothing to do with anything. It's it's just a vessel for this demon, Valak. And uh, so unless we have an origin story about Valak... But they then, gave us the origin story within there as a little mini within, tale. Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, you're right. Well, um, because it yeah, turns they sort out, of explain who he is, but they just... Yeah, I don't but, think they show that enough. They, they, they just tell you. They don't see, really I, show you. I thought that the whole point of this film was that we were going to get that sort of thing and you'll get all of the evil stuff going on in the place and eventually it would lead to the nun being the nun of terror that we all know and loathe. Um, I thought that was yeah. the purpose of the film and judging by the posters and everything, that's what it leads you to believe. But I, I, I couldn't help, I really enjoyed it, but I couldn't help being a tiny bit let down by that because only- I thought you got one, one shot, a spin-off, you're not going to get another spin-off just really make it dark and gruesome i found the environment i found the environment scarier than the actual nun i thought the amount of times that she lunged at the person i thought she was slightly overused so when it came to like the final act um it almost felt like she'd lost a lot of her power over me Um, yeah i I feel like that if there was a if there was a nun like that deserved the title it's the character played by um yes the younger sister of the wife in the conjuring Tara, Ta- Taysa she's Farmiga. actually the younger sister she's her younger sister yes oh wow i thought she, yeah. she did look like her a bit it was like yeah and i thought yeah. that that they they had <laughs> i was expecting there to be like a grim twist yeah and that the nun was her yeah, yeah that's what i thought was go- gonna come Have you, sorry I hadn't, spoilers it was i hadn't seen any of the posters but if you see the official poster it leads you to that conclusion as well because there's kind of like you see like a two-part poster and it burns along and part of it is the evil nun and part of it is her well and that might explain all the relevance and the visions in the conjuring as well it would link up nicely the one thing this film does do very well is the way that it does link up to the conjuring in a different way which I thought was fucking genius like that is some that is some like yeah. clairvoyant shit. That is like yeah. the the way they wrap yeah. that no, back I, in again. No, I'd completely that was forgotten, brilliant. and it's like, oh wow. Yeah. I think we yeah. all literally left the cinema going, oh wow, that was really good. <laughs> that bit was <laughs> awesome. That was um, that was a bit like it was like that was their uh, ace card they had yeah. if everything else went wrong. <clears throat> that was the uh, that was but, their um, end of uh, split moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of like but, that but for me. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's done really well though. It was number one in the UK mm. box office, um, but uh, it's, was... it's got a bit of a caning. But I thought, I thought, if you want like a real yeah. proper old throwback horror film, then yeah, it's Dude, I, I gotta say there was one. There were a couple of bits that did throw me, and it's not necessarily. It's not like to take anything from the film because God, it's it's a scary minute. It's a great horror film, yeah. but I felt like there was a weird bit in which they humanised the nun right at the end. 
um, where she's got the, I'm not going to give the plot away, but where she's got the artifact. And right. it's the final act in that area with the water. Um, yeah, the, and got the MacGuffin, yeah. yeah. And and the nun seems unaware that a thing has happened and then has to look down. <sighs> and I'm thinking, but you're a non-corporeal being. You shouldn't need to rely on your eyes. Because right in the early stages, we see something happen in which a character gets put somewhere and it's so completely impossible that this thing could have happened. Um, I'll just say grave. Um, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Rob knows what I mean without spoiling it. But that thing, that that just when that happened, that set the level of power, and I thought, oh my god, what the hell is going to happen next in the film? Yeah, but I didn't think it was necessarily that none. I thought it was just like there's lots of other weird shit going on. Yeah, but I thought like, the whole place was a almost like a weird temple to this demon. So that was, and all the other things were just pulled in by that. Um, uh, so no, I thought, I, I, I thought just... that set the level, and then when that happened at the end, I kind of went, "Why? Why is it looking? It's a ghost. It, it just, it has no actual eyes." <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't. No, get no, I wouldn't. But that, that, that threw like... me for a little bit. That did throw me. That uh, yeah. made it a little bit Scooby Doo for me, as opposed to right. terrifying. Well, uh, <laughs> but just I'm just gonna sort of. Uh, Move move things along. Just looking at the time, um, a yep. a horror film that was less Scooby Doo, in my opinion, was Hereditary. Oh, uh, yeah. This is um, fucking grim. Uh, <laughs> I I really uh, it, it actually gave me nightmares, to be honest. Uh, and for the first time in a long time, I've actually yeah. So this is Tony Collette uh, stars as the uh, wife and mother of. Um, Two children. Uh, her mother recently died, and so oh, I was just creeping me out thinking about it. Actually, <laughs> um, so the, the grandmother dies, and um, it starts from them coming back from the funeral. Well, at from, the funeral, from, wasn't it? The open or just about to go to the funeral, then they come back yeah. from the funeral. Yeah, the young daughter. Yeah, the, this the young girl is played by Millie Shapiro. She is a very odd-looking. No, girl. don't. Yeah. They, they, they. She, she looks very odd in this film, yeah. But there's, you, you know, there's something up. <clears throat> Is she the um, kind of girl who wouldn't necessarily stick her head out of a car? <laughs> something like oh, okay. that. Right. Okay. So, have oh, you seen it, or have you just read about I'm it? I'm not saying anything, mate. This, this is a I would, I would say, though, this film, this film is full of so many subtleties. If you miss them, they go a long way to explaining the plot. And yeah, if you miss right. them, God, you're you're left there wondering what the hell was that about? There's um, little words written on the walls, yeah, and uh, uh, symbols and, 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 on objects and stuff. And, and there's this sort of overriding symbology throughout because the 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 mother played by Tony Collette, she makes these sort of really lifelike models of things, yeah, um, like anything that she really wants to. I think there's that's how she makes her living. Yeah. Um, and Gabriel Byrne is kind of just playing the sort of stalwart husband who's just like, oh, yeah. this is all very sad and <laughs> trying I'm to get just going to be all. really accommodating and deal with all this crazy shit that seems to be going However, on. However, he does, he does win my award for one of the most genuine reactions I've ever seen in a horror film where he kind of goes, what the... F-? He literally like loses his shit and goes, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. And he, he, yeah. he literally, he's acting like an actual person. And it's yeah. very, very rare to see that in a film. Um, I literally oh, turned to Susan and went, "He's this this guy is like <clears> he just walked <throat> on the set. This thing's actually happened to him, and he's just reacted." <laughs> yeah, and and then uh, Anne Dowd comes along playing God. Anne Dowd, basically. Uh, <laughs> if you've known her from Handmaid's Tale and stuff, and 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 she seems ever so sweet and nice, and you know wants to help her and with her, with her grief. Um, and uh, yeah, then horrible stuff happens. I tell you what, it reminded me of a bit was Kill List. <clears throat> Holy yes. shit! Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's like that sort of like you know that bit in Kill List where where it takes um, off. No, where, no, where where um where the woman just goes up to the bathroom and takes the mirror off and puts the symbol on the wall, yeah. and then puts the mirror back, and you're just like, uh, it's that kind of dark. Nice. Right? It's it's really oh, okay. Honestly, yeah. it's 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 in my 
it's up there with A Quiet Place and it's, Avengers for me. It's it's a bit like Killless and a bit like The Void when that starts going ooh, crazy. Ooh. Okay. But it's got it's got that kind of um what the fuck yes. sort of quality like but once it starts happening it's like oh oh god. Yeah. Yeah, and then when <laughs> yeah. I realized what was actually going on it was uh, like I had don't to spoil. Yeah. No, no. No, I then I then it's, was on yeah. Wikipedia like researching like <laughs> What's that then, and why? What? What is like, the relevance I, of that? And yeah, mm. we we were actually messaging each other like the following after we'd seen it. Well, yeah, because yeah. I had to like it was one of those films where like you you immediately <laughs> want to talk to someone who's seen it, yeah, and just like check you have got it all yeah. right, yeah. Or because I was did I was you miss saying anything? Yeah. we were like that. After I was the saying all this stuff, and Rob was like. That? Oh, I hadn't yeah, seen yeah, that. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember you texting yeah. me. I was around John's, I think. Sorry, Marcus, you... Um, but yeah. No, no, I was saying it because I was like saying Rob because I think I spotted some things he hadn't. And so mm. when you're kind of bouncing that off each other, it's like, oh yeah, of course, that was there and that uh, was there. and I, w- I was on Reddit like the next day. Like <laughs> I couldn't get it out of my head. Um, <laughs> and then I showed it to my sister the other night when we got back from the pub. <laughs> Is that still out of the cinema? Hereditary, no. No, I, I believe it should be out on Blu-ray by now. It's not on many of the streamers. Or very short, very shortly. Okay. I'm sure you'll be able to find it somewhere. Really. Yeah, I'll wait for it to arrive um, on Netflix then. It's it's well worth yeah. a watch. Um, <laughs> okay. I thought it was going to be one of those weird, insufferable programs where it's just all oh, misery fest of the family and just when you reach the point where you're kind of thinking i'm not sure if i want to carry on watching this it starts things start happening yeah and yeah. like i said um you know it's one doesn't simply stick deli- their head out of a car window so <laughs> no it's very slow and deliberate and i knew nothing about the car window when i watched yeah, it so I, didn't. I was just like what i knew nothing fuck? i didn't even know yeah. that it actually happened i went did that you know you have that sort of yeah and the re- and the and the aftermath of it is yeah. like and the film gives you time to take that in and you are there with that character going yeah oh god yeah like and and what do i do now and then yeah. just but, just when you feel as though you've got enough to process then like you know the play the film hits takeoff speed and then it just all starts happening and then you're left there yeah. just clinging on going, oh God, yeah. please, I don't know where this is going, but it's so horrible. <laughs> yeah, annoyingly, I yeah. had to watch this film in two halves because I promised my stepdad I would go and watch a football match with him. But it still, it still delivered. It still had the impact. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm always glad I was able to take a little break in the middle of it, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah. I might watch so, it again. <laughs> I, I, need, I need time. <laughs> I need time to, to <laughs> go back to that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I watched the film on Netflix, um, a 2017 film called The Lodgers. Right. It's another oh, horror yeah. film. And it's about a brother and sister, and they live in this, I think it's set in Ireland. Yeah, rural Ireland. And um, I've got it up on IMDb as well. Uh, and they live in this dilapidated house that belonged to their family, like, I think, generations and generations back. And they have these rules of the house, like they have to be in bed by midnight. Um, all of this weird stuff starts happening. There's a trap door in the house, and you Wait, can see don't that. Don't open that trap door. Yeah, but you can see like <laughs> dark water starts rising out of it. Well, I thought the same but thing. But water right? starts. You can see like there's like a, a wet, there's wet patches on the ground. Right. But they avoid furniture. So it doesn't go to the edge of the room, and you immediately start thinking, oh, it's weird about that. And then you start to see that there's like water droplets coming out from the side of this trapdoor that are falling upwards. And oh. it really does. It's quite creepy. I won't spoil it because I don't want to give too much away. Where was that? Netflix. But it's, yeah, called The Lodgers. Okay. That's one it's worth a watch. Thank you. It is, it is, I don't think it's that long. Um, and what about the film? Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> the Lodgers. Oh, David Bradley from um, yeah, ninety-two minutes, Strang. so not too long. So oh, it's just no. about an hour and a half stop, stop, or so. Don't play your phone. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's creepy. It's it's it reminds me a bit like uh, the woman in white, sort of creepy because it's British, Irish sort of based horror, <laughs> and you, they're outside of a village and they're outsiders and stuff like that. And you know, it's a little bit like that sort of feel. 
but um i always find these quite intriguing i wish that crimson peak stayed a bit more like this and went less into the human horror element Gothic um yeah but yeah it's i think it's worth a watch definitely worth a watch Considering cool. we've been rinsing horror films left, right, and centre, this is one that stayed with us. Yes. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna swing away from horror for a cool second. Swing, man. I swing. just wanted to just wanted to quickly mention a film called American Animals. I got into a screening of this. Uh, it came out in the states a little while ago, though. And this is uh, directed by um, shit. I had it on. I was thinking about what work has he done then? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll be right this, back. Carry this, on. This this was directed by Bart Layton, um, and uh, basically what happens is there is a heist involved. They want to steal some priceless art from uh, one of the universities that one of the guys goes to, and so um, they, they 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 attempt to steal this art, but the thing is they don't really have a clue what they're doing, and they so they take all their cues off of various heist movies which if they'd all watched to the end would know never end well. Um, but uh, yeah, also the thing about this is that the people that actually really committed the crime actually are in it uh, as sort of talking heads documentary style. So uh, while the actual events are unfolding in a kind of traditional film way, um, it feels a lot more rooted in reality. Um, it's shot really well and it's got uh, it's made really well there's like a section in it where they go through the heist how they imagine Mm. it will be and then (laughs) you know the reality is far from it yeah Uh, it's also got quite a dark edge because oh Anne Dowd isn't it again playing (laughs) the librarian of this uh, place where they're trying to steal this art and uh, they have to subdue her Uh, so there's kind of a that all gets a bit messy uh so yeah um yeah but yeah the guys are uh, i think most of them are out of prison now and uh what was quite funny was uh or cool was that i tweeted about the film as i was asked to do uh the fda like to uh do a tweet because uh we're not press as such we're like influencers so they just like you to tweet about it there was a review embargo um but they just said if you if you want to tweet your thoughts please do so i did and one of the guys who wrote the book that the film is based on um, liked my tweet. But then I, I looked at who it was, and the guy who wrote the book is actually one of the guys that committed the crime who is in the film. <laughs> oh, wow. And also played by an actor. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. So that's oh, in cinemas right now, and I definitely recommend it. Um, yeah. So that's American Animals, definitely. That, and that, that's probably like definitely top 10, yeah. I reckon, so far this year. Um, have you got any more, Marcus? Um, let's see. Uh, we did upgrade. To be honest, I did sort of go back and watch a few. Uh, there was one I watched, though, but I'll just mention briefly. Um, another sort of Netflix uh, adaptation movie, uh, Bleach. Yeah. Live action, oh, yeah. Japanese. What's, what's... Um it's a weird concept. It's based on an anime based on a manga of the same name. And the, the idea is that there's a high school kid called Ichigo, and the name is a double pun because in Japanese it means first defense and also right. strawberry. And he's got orange hair, like strawberry blonde, orange hair. Mm. Um, but he Never. can see ghosts. And his mother is killed by... We initially don't know why, but we guess it's a ghost. Um, and then it turns out that it leads to this whole thing where he sees a young girl, probably about his age, dressed in traditional sort of samurai. The I can't remember what it's called, Hakama, like the oversized trousers sort of thing and sword and stuff. And she's a, a soul reaper, uh, a Shinigami. And it's her job ah. to sort of put demons to rest. That of that were spirits and stuff. Uh, a film called Bleachy and right, okay, um, yeah, it's based on like the Japanese sort of comic and anime of the same name. And this is on Netflix, so it's like a live action adaptation. I initially started watching it and I thought, okay, it's one of those ones that looks a bit kind of like a typical J drama sort of thing. Yeah, but then when it does start kicking off, there are one or two CG bits that are a bit. There are a couple of CG bits that are a bit ropey, but. 
the choreography and the wire work and stuff for it is insane. Um, just like the sword fighting <coughs> skills and stuff and everything, it's it's bonkers. And the plot of it is pretty faithful to it as well. It's just like a little sliver of the whole series because these things go on for, I don't know, hundreds of episodes and stuff. And maybe yeah, there'll be a sequel yeah, to it. Yeah. But but the first snippet of it, like the first arc of it, and it was a nice way to kind of tie off the movie because it kind of starts and then ends, much like kind of um, uh, Death Note and stuff like that, the way it is. It's one of those sort of ones. Self-contained. I would say, yeah. I think you might enjoy this one, Ian. Okay. Um, I quite, I quite it's in Japanese. Death That's all right. Because it's set in Japan. Yeah. There is no English dub. Thank Christ. Ah. I'd rather so read. it is actually in Japanese yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. And it's, it starts off, it's a little bit, you know, like a J-drama and stuff with a slight overacting and everything else. But it's, yeah, I was quite impressed with how relatively faithful it was to it. Okay. And they changed some of it up because there's like a whole sequence where this fight happens. And in the anime, it happens on one of those paths that you get in japan with like a river below and you've got the little bank and stuff that always happens in every single atypical japanese animation setting yeah um this fight happens there and it's because it's simply because there's not much to draw whereas now they've put it in the middle of a city so everything is just getting trashed and all these things are happening and it's almost like they kind of thought hang on we can cg stuff and do damage and everything to real things we haven't got to worry about drawing it so let's move the location of things happening around and change it to daytime and all these sort of things but yeah i i quite enjoyed it i thought it was pretty good i think you might enjoy it ian as well thank you mate i don't think might that be was netflix as well right? because yeah definitely it's okay. quite new literally it dropped within the last I think a couple of days. Um, yes, big I think I've got. only watched it the last few few days. Okay. Maybe, maybe a week at most. Okay. Yep. Got it. Cool. But yeah, I, I recommend that. Okay. Cool. Uh, Rob, I've if got you've what, got a I've spare got moment and you want something just silly and comic-y and a bit cartoony and a bit dark, it goes a little bit, um, not quite on the level of um, Del Toro, but some of the monster, the way that they are, because they've got like these masks and they're called hollows. And they're kind of almost like a weird creature. But the whole thing that distinguishes them is that they've got a pale mask on. And it's like a weird sort of death mask. And cool. I just find the the look of them quite intriguing. <coughs> so it's just a nice okay. alternative. Yeah, okay. anyway, moving on. Cool. Uh, yeah, I watched a film called First Reformed with uh, Ethan Hawke. Uh, written and directed by Paul Schrader. He who did Taxi Driver. Um, well, wrote Taxi Driver. Uh, and it's similar kind of thing. Um, Ethan Hawke plays a priest who's not very well. Um, and a woman comes to him, played by Amanda Seyfried, uh, and she's pregnant and says that her husband... Uh, can she talk to his husband? Can he talk to her husband? Because he's a bit depressed. So he goes and talks to her husband. And her husband sort of explains that he doesn't. he wants his wife to have an abortion because he doesn't want... To bring a child into this world when like we're on the verge of economic and environmental catastrophe <coughs> and all this stuff spends a bit too much time reading the internet so anyway some of those things um, may be happening robert yeah i know i know um so yeah um so and it's quite a slow deliberate film but uh, it kind of becomes apparent that um the church that he's involved with um they've got ties to like this big sort of company that like are not very environmentally friendly. And so eventually there, it takes a few turns and I don't want to spoil it because the film's kind of, that's what happens, you know? Uh, but he, he's very good. He's like keeping notes sort of, you know, and, and it's very, uh, deliberate. Um, but it's quite a slow paced film. The ending is bizarre. Um, but it's definitely worth a look. I mean, I thought something had gone wrong with my phone or whatever. I watched it on my phone, to be fair. Um, but it's definitely definitely uh, worth worth checking out. Um, and finally, I've got one more film I'll just quickly mention, uh, and it's called You Were Never Really Here. Mm -hmm. And this stars uh, Joaquin Phoenix as... He seems like a guy who goes and gets stuff done for people, like a little bit on the... Sly, um, and 
gets people out of trouble. Yeah, he tracks down missing girls for a living, basically. Um, and this, I mean, I mentioned Taxi Driver a minute ago. This is kind of similar sort of thing. It's directed by Lynn Ramsey. Uh, and it's a very odd film, the way it's put together. But, uh, it, yeah, there's the front cover of it's got him. He's rocking a massive beard and holding a hammer. And, yeah, he, there's some sequences in it that are done with, like, CCTV, with him just going from room to room. Like, <laughs> fucking getting shit done. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's very odd film. It's only an hour and a half, though, and uh, it didn't outstay its welcome. So, but it's definitely like an indie kind of film. Um, but I, I really liked it. Very little dialogue. It's almost like a silent film. Um, James Kahn is playing his boss in it. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think what it reminded me of. But, yeah, Taxi Driver came to mind. It's that kind of like rage, yeah. sort of, yeah, but, but slow, smouldering rage where he's, this guy is just clearly like just about fucking done, you know, with this world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So that was really cool as well. So, yeah. And that's my, that's my lot. That's my lot. Sweet. Cool. So unless anyone's got anything else. I've got nothing. Um, I went back and watched a couple of films. I went back to watch... Um, Hardcore Henry, because that was on Netflix. Yeah, I saw that. That film up. was as mad as I remember, if not more so. Yeah, but it's bomb- the bomb- final act is just insane. Um, it just keeps amping up till it, it goes to twelve. It looks at eleven, spits at it, and then just goes to twelve. Um, yeah, and Captain America: Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. I still have to admit that's probably my favorite Marvel movie. Um, I wasn't sure, so I needed to rewatch it, especially in the post infinity war world we live in um yeah. winter soldier is just a fantastic film but anyway that's that's my lot thanks for listening to the not watching podcast part of the not listening podcast network where you can also find the not playing podcast where we talk about video games and the not listening podcast where you can hear adam and co talk about all kinds of nonsensical nonsense you can email us at not watching podcast at gmail.com or you can tweet at or follow us on Twitter at NotWatchingPod. You can find the show notes for all our shows at NotListening.co.uk. And if you like what you've heard here, please do leave us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Until next time, see ya! Bye. That's uh, it's good that you mentioned that actually, because before you went, I just wanted to ask you if you'd seen the trailer for Captain Marvel. Not yet. I will be watching that as soon as this uh, recording is done. Well, I've not had a chance. Just watch it now. Just watch it now. Yeah, we can watch it now. We can watch it now. We can do this. We can do this. Let's, let's do this. <laughs> this is the uh, this is the trailer podcast. <laughs> trailer yeah, trash podcast. Um. Yeah, have you got it going? Tell me when you've got oh. it going, I'll press play as well. Here we go. It's coming up. Ready? Plane. Yep. Okay. Holy shit, balls. Starts off at 11. <laughs> I love it. Block. Yeah. What a difference. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make sure it's set, not now. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. War is a universal language. Oh, I like the suit. I know a renegade soldier when I see one. Never occurred to me that one might come from above. See, I quite like it when they make them look a little bit, bit like of, armor. Uh, bit of a fish out of water situation, maybe? Yeah. Space invasion. Big car chase. Ooh. Truth be told, I was ready to hang it up till I met you today. So you're <laughs> not from around here. It's hard to explain. That's scary. Fully CGI that? <laughs> Sam Jackson. What's how how that's scary. <laughs> I keep having yeah. these 
Nice. It's all that Ant Man de aging stuff they did for Michael Douglas. Yeah. F16s, yes! Iron Eagle this flashbacks. There's a lot of imagery here that I remember from the very small amount of the comic I've read. Wow. Jude Law. We have no idea what threats that are. That was nice, I like that. What makes her yeah. a hero and a hero fading? Burn, she clobbered an old lady. That's gone viral. I'm not what you think I am. Oh. 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 Yeah. <laughs> be still my marble gonna... beating heart. I'm going to be in South by Southwest for that. Oh, you bitch! <laughs> yeah, no. Anthony was saying that he he said, "Oh, we're going to be we're going to be there that weekend." So oh. uh, can we can we please go and watch it? I was like, they might they might even premiere it then. Oh, you feel bad? Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's on. <laughs> that's happening. Uh, but yeah, I think yeah we've got that, and then uh, the new Avengers, which they apparently we're going to get some more information on that really soon. Oh wow! Um, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the third film is that next year. What we, oh, we were talking about this on the way down to the cinema the other day, weren't we? And we reckon it's um, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, it might be. Yeah, they said there's another Spider-Man in the works because um, Tom it, Holland jokingly called it Far From Home. Um, yeah. But he might have been making that quip because he was, well, last seen clinging onto a spaceship and going to a new world. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't I tell know. you what. I tell you what, I can find this out by going on this website called Wikipedia <laughs> that yeah, has but... all of the films and the schedule and everything. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, where are we now? Oh, no. So, next year... Oh, no, here we go. Captain Marvel, March 8, 2019. Untitled Avengers film, May 3rd, 2019. Spider-Man, Far From Home, July 5th, 2019. So, there you go. And the one after that is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, but that's in trouble at the moment. Yeah. So uh, to yeah. be uh, to be announced Conf- or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey. I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.